Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer Podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I am speaking with my friend and New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Today's Anxiety Slayer Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness? Have you been considering seeing a therapist, but you're not sure where to start? BetterHelp will assess your counseling needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist so you can start getting the support you need online in under 24 hours. Anxiety Slayer listeners can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Christine Carlson is such a joy. She's a New York Times bestselling author, speaker. She's the host of the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. And she's passionate about spreading her message of returning from grief and waking up to life with more joy, mindfulness, and gratitude. Her life's mission expands upon the phenomenal success of she and her late husband, Dr. Richard Carlson's work in the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. She continues his legacy of peaceful and mindful living through her own best-selling books, courses, podcasts, and retreats. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, Chris. Uh, thank you, Shan. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. I am really grateful to be with you today. You know, we've worked together for a number of years, and to be able to share a little bit more of your gifts and all of the things that you bring forward to so many to Anxiety Slayer is just a thrill. So I would love, love, love if we could start with your signature golden pause. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And just let me preface to our listeners that this golden pause is really meant to be a moment where you tune inward, tune into your gratitude and something that you can do throughout your busy day. So I would love to share that with you. So wherever you are, if you can sit comfortably and if you can't and you're doing something else as you listen to the podcast, just pay attention to your breath and use this as a deep breathing exercise to get really present in your body and present in your gratitude. But if you can, go ahead and sit down. And if you're on a chair, just uncross your legs. And if you're seated Indian style, just go ahead and lean back against something comfortably and place your palms open on your lap. Close your eyes and begin to breathe with me. And let's go ahead and take a deep breath in. Breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand. Taking in the fullness of your breath. And as you exhale, just go ahead and release and let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in very deeply through your nose, to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, sigh, release, and let go. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to every cell of your being. On the exhale, go ahead and just relax a little bit deeper into your breath, into your body. And breathing in through your nose, allowing your chest and your belly to fully expand, filling your heart, filling your lungs, filling your mind with pure golden sunlight. Exhale, release, and let go of any tension you feel. And breathing in pure golden sunlight, 
through your heart, through your mind, through your entire core. Exhale, release, and let go some more. Breathing in pure golden sunlight to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and toes. Place your hand on your heart, activating your heart, opening your heart, and spend a moment thinking of one thing you feel grateful for. Just one. Could be just breathing in this golden gratitude right here, right now. And as you breathe in that pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes, exhale, release, and let go. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. Exhale, relax. Breathing in pure golden gratitude to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. On the exhale, allow that gratitude to wash over you like a cascading waterfall of pure joy. And breathing in that pure golden gratitude again to the top of your head, to the tips of your fingers and your toes. Exhale, release, and let go. And breathing in pure golden gratitude to every cell of your being. One last time, allow it to wash over you again, clearing you, cleansing you, refreshing you with pure joy. And as you take a deep breath in of pure golden gratitude, on the exhale, go ahead and open your eyes. Yay! That was so <laughs> wonderful. When I listen to your podcast, I enjoy coming back to that every time I listen in. And so I'm really grateful that you shared it because it doesn't take very much time at all. And it brings you to this peaceful place, very sweet spot. Uh, yeah, I, I find them that um, when I do them, it just immediately puts me into just a much more present, just much more authentic place in myself. And I have to do it before I do every podcast or anything I do, because then I can speak a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Well, and right now, during this challenging time on the planet, so many people are full of anxiety. And the golden pause helps you get back to center, back to yourself. And, and, and of course, right now with the election coming and job security and COVID and all of this crazy business, we need everything we possibly can to stay positive and grounded right now. And that's really where I'd like to start is what do you recommend to stay in that positive, joyful space right now? That's a really good question. You know, I, I'm just feel very grateful for all of the tools that I, I do have in my tool belt from having written don't sweat the small stuff books and just studied meditation for many years and, I kind of constantly refer to this idea that life isn't always what we want it to be. It just is as it is. And I, you know, like many of you, many of the listeners, many in you too, Shan, I've had really amazing things happen in my life and I've had huge disappointments and I've had, I've had huge loss. And I think that 
all of these things right now have helped me to kind of try to see through the fog and illusion of what's happening and and to try and each day just realize that we're kind of constantly in a reinventing process. And even my kids have been shaking their head a lot lately. They're like, wow, nothing works out. You know, you can't plan anything right now because everything is up in the air. And I think that that's very true for many people, if not all of us on some level right now, you know, whether you have kids at home and you're trying to figure out what do you do about homeschooling and distance learning and, and trying to juggle work or, you don't, and you've had, you have unemployment, you've got business failings, things that are happening. You know, we, we've all been through a complete reinvention process in this last seven, eight months of time where, where we've had to just completely reset and look at our lives completely different. And so much of that is about kind of lowering our expectation, not lowering, but change, just changing our expectation about what do we expect from life right now? And, you know, making it about more simplicity. You know, in my own life, I've, I, on some level, I've really received a lot from this reset, the simplification of my spending, for example, or like, I'm just not, I'm just not spending as much money. I'm not, I don't need as much. Um, I'm cooking more. I'm cooking at home more. I'm I've got more quiet time than I've ever had in the last 10 years. And these kind of simple things really add a lot of value to our lives. And and I I think for myself, I've just tried to focus on what's positive because there's plenty of other stuff that's happening too in, in my world and everyone's world, you know, that's not all positive. And most of us are touched in one way or another by losing somebody that we love to this pandemic. Or you know, losing somebody that we love outside of the pandemic—it's it's so tough and and something that we've heard story after story of people that can't be in the room together or that can't see each other or hug each other or you know, whatever those stories are that just break your heart and be able to to make the most of what you can do is really one of the best ways, in my opinion, to stay as sane as you possibly can. I have a, a friend who her mom uh, was in her late 80s and she spent every day with her just visiting her. They were, you know, lived close by and her mom just passed and she had been in and out of the hospital, but they'd figured out a way that she could come and like see her through the window <laughs> or, you know, like be there even though they couldn't embrace and but they could see each other and then and then of course the things that you do on Zoom or or whatever to to be with your loved ones i just can't even imagine being in that space and not being able to uh, support somebody that i love in the in the way that we expect to be able to yeah no i i can't either i have a dear friend as well um who lost her 29 year old daughter to covid in in march and and she couldn't, she never got to hug her and hold her again before she went into surgery. And, you know, it's just, it's just, it's heartbreaking that there's just over 200,000 stories like this. Everyone right. who's lost somebody during this time is, is going through tremendous grief. And, and the whole point about not being able to really be in the room. I mean, that's just, that's just gotta be horrifying. Not too long ago. Your husband 
you didn't get to say goodbye to him either. You thought he was going on a business trip, expected him to come home just like he normally would, and he didn't come home. No. And you have rebuilt your life since then, honoring him every day of it. And I think that that really speaks to your strength and grace. And I just see you as a real beacon of of light and having been there, a wonderful support to those who have lost loved ones right now. Yeah, I sure hope so. I mean, I that's one of the things I think that is one of the most powerful parts of the journey is that when you get through the worst part of your grief, you know, you can kind of stand and and hold the torch for other people. There's there's really nothing in at this stage of grief when people are in it that you can say to comfort them. But I think it it's comforting to know that there is a way that you not only survive your losses, but you can choose to thrive later on. And I think there's so many losses right now that people are feeling the loss of life and the loss of job, the loss of freedom. There's, there's so much uncertainty right now in our world. And what really, Shan, what we have to rely on when there's uncertainty on the outside, we have to move toward what's certain on the inside. And you have to build those, those strong, grounded places on the inside. And that's why your podcast, Anxiety Slayer, is so powerful. And there's tools. People have to rely on their inner strength and the hope of what's ahead to get through these times. And I always just, in my own mind, I, you know, I'm constantly just like, oh, well, and I, I vacillate to what's good. And, you know, even if it's just something super small in the moment, like I just train, have trained my mind to sort of dismiss what's, what's not working out to, to look at what is working out. And then within that, there's some latitude to go ahead and feel disappointed too, you know, like it's, Totally all right to just feel your feelings about them, about the way things are, and allow yourself to feel what it really feels like to be alive. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, life, we kind of are all striving for the joyride all the time, and that's what's natural. We want to have the pleasure in life. The thing about being alive is it's not all pleasure. You know, it's 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 a lot, it takes a lot of grit and grace. It sure does. Earlier, you were talking about altering our expectations so that we could experience something better, something more, something sweeter. Talk a little bit more about that when you, about expectations. I know that that I have to really check myself with expectations and try and change them into invitations (laughs) so that I don't get uh, set myself up for, uh, for being disappointed. Yeah, that's, that's such a huge point. And I think when we do think in terms of expectation, ultimately, it's a self-protection mechanism. I, I always say, if you have zero expectation, then you're really pleasantly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> right? And that said, you know, I think like, as far as, you know, when I think about that, I think of my daughter, Jazz, who has five kids, and they're all school age, except for the two toddlers. She wow. just had to, had to resign from her job. Um, when she's a social worker, because she can't put in the 25 hours per week that she has to in order to maintain her job. And her husband's a police officer and just, she can't do it all right now. And I, I think about how, how disappointing that is for a young person who's spent so much time building 
up to this point and working so hard and making so many ends meet to get there, but how she's had to really lower her expectation about what this time period is and set her new priorities, which of course, a couple of her children are doing really well with the distance learning and one of them is not. And she's, she's like, geez, I just can't, I can't do it all right now. I just can't. I'm going to have to let some things go in order to make things work, work for the whole family. And I think that's a lot of what we all have to do right now. We have to pivot and we have to turn toward what's working and create a new path because the old path, and I, and this is the thing I know people struggle with. And I, you know, we struggle with wanting things to be the way they were. But the, the reality is, is that we're going through a really large change and transition, which the whole world is going through one right now. What we have to realize is that there is no returning to the old way. There's only embracing what's new and stepping ahead and stepping forward. And as soon as we can stop resisting this change and, and, and move into what is real and lasting and, and actually look at, we're going to have a new normal. There's not going to, we're not going to go back to the way things were, but that's okay. That's okay. This is a new world and we're in it. The more we can embrace the new ways of life, the easier and the more resilient and the more um, buoyant we'll be within it. That's so powerful and, and so very true. When we get back from the break, we'll talk more about creating a meaningful and vibrant life of joy. Today's Anxiety Slayer podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Are stress and anxiety interfering with your happiness and preventing you from living your best life? This year, I worked with a therapist at BetterHelp to manage my anxiety around my daughter moving out in the middle of the pandemic. What a relief to have someone who was kind and objective in my corner. And she was a mom too, so she understood where I was coming from. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online, and their service is available for clients worldwide. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video and phone sessions so you don't have to leave the comfort of your own home. It's more affordable than traditional in-person counseling, and financial aid is available. Special offer for Anxiety Slayer listeners, get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. That's betterhelp.com forward slash slayer. Before the break, Christine, we were talking about altering our expectations, and now I'd like to segue into your suggestions about how we can create a more meaningful and vibrant life of joy right now, right in this moment. Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing that I would say, Shan, about creating joy right now in this moment is that what I would love to convey to um, our listeners today is that joy is always present. Joy is like a current of life energy that's always running through every single imaginary place in the world. But what is often not present is us. And when we're not present to joy, all it means is that we've allowed the, you know, busy mind, the distractions of our mind to take us on a road and a path away from 
that natural thriving current of energy, which is always present. What I, my most important thing that I love to share with people is that even the golden pause, you could tell when I took you through that, when you come back into your heart and you touch your heart and you awaken your heart and then you focus on what you're grateful for, the heart actually reads gratitude as pure joy. You cannot help but experience a moment of complete and utter satisfaction and contentment when you're tuned into your gratitude and into your heart. That's why these brief pauses, while some people might think of, a, of joy as more of an elation or a blissful riding, you know, riding a, you know, something that brings them blissful feelings. Joy is actually much more subtle than that. Joy is actually a deep level of contentment. And so I think the more that we can train our minds to calm down, to get off of the worry and to get off of the thoughts that take us um, what we call snowball thinking, where, you know, one small thought grabs onto another small thought, grabs onto another one, and they're all on the worry train and they just grow into a big boulder as opposed to just being, oh, I'm having a thought of worry right now. Okay, I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe in. I'm going to remember to go to my breath. I'm going to remember to just tune in a moment of gratitude. And I'm going to return to a grounded place inside of myself where I know that I can tune into gratitude because I know that gratitude is going to resonate as joy. And let's just face it, you know, right now in our lives, it's really the small things that are going to have to bring us great joy. And so it's, it's literally like those moments. And, and here's the thing also about joy. You have to notice it. And I think sometimes we, we, we are experiencing joy, but we don't notice that we are because we're sort of trained to notice the more dramatic emotions of our world and our minds. And I think that when you can calm down and you get really softer and subtler and you can notice things in your surroundings, mm -hmm. you know, it can be in a flower, it can be in the sunshine or a breeze blowing on your face. You just <laughs> brought up a memory for me this not too long ago, uh, my family and I were on Lake Michigan and we were driving down to the beach and there's beautiful butterfly bush. It was just huge. I don't even, I've never seen one so big. There were so many butterflies on this oh. bush there. I mean, it was like nothing I'd ever seen before other than going to like a place that a butterfly museum or something. And I asked my husband, like, stop the car. <laughs> and I like, I had to go over and witness this up, up close and personal. It was just such a joyful moment. It was just unbelievable. And I could have missed it. We could have driven right by and I might not have seen that, but being more observational in that observing place, I got to see that and I got to be in the energy of that. And it, it did, it brought me so much joy. It was such a simple thing. Yeah. And I mean, the same thing can happen when you're cooking a meal or you're you're folding your linen closet and you look at it and you're like, oh my God, that looks so beautiful. You know, everything's all nice and square, neat and tidy. And you have these moments of joy, these kind of spontaneous places where we tune into the small things in life. And right now, you know, I just say like the more that we can do that, the better, the more that we can tune into the small things that bring us joy, 
the more that we're going to feel grounded in all of this, you know, kind of tumultuous, chaotic time. Mm -hmm. Like, let's talk about the joy of taking the mask off. (laughs) No doubt, right? What I've been doing more of when, when I am out and about communicating with people, I mean, certainly a smile behind the mask so that my eyes are, you know, in that different space of, of sweetness, of happiness, but also if it's appropriate, having a, a little conversation or a joke about it or a laugh about the bizarreness of, that is our life right now. And because for the longest time, what I was noticing is everybody was just kind of eyes ahead, getting whatever they needed because there was fear and there was yeah. all of the stuff that was around just being so uncomfortable, but forgetting that there's human beings all around you <laughs> and, yeah. and that we're all uh, experiencing some sort of uh, bizarre something or other because of this change in our, in our lives and to bring a little bit of humor to it and to remind people that, hey, you know, you can still say hello to somebody, you can still smile at them, you can still do these things that you would do and to kind of snap them out of their trance. Yeah, absolutely. It's a perfect time not to be sweating the small stuff, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure is. One of the things that Ananga and I hear uh, from our listeners most often, and, and recently our inbox has been overflowing with folks who feel stuck in an endless loop of fear and worry, fear and worry, fear and worry. And I know that certainly gratitude helps with that, but what else helps with that when you just feel like you can't shake it, you feel really stuck in that, that gloom and doom and, and destruction? I think that we are all going to go through our moments of that. I think you, you, when you're in that, you, it's just really important to acknowledge what you're feeling. And, you know, maybe what you need is to, is to go into your feelings a little more deeply, you know, like maybe you need a really good cry, a clearing. When we get stuck in our heads, we, we just need to really clear our minds. I mean, I, I prescribe to the notion that you can't have a negative feeling or thought a negative feeling without having a negative thought that has preceded that feeling. So mm-hmm. my, my thing is that I know that when I'm in one of those spaces, I'm just really caught up. We call it in our work, a thought attack. I'm just super caught up in a spiral form of thinking and your feelings can be a great barometer. Buddhists, the Hindus, like all the great religions of the world have always pointed to the mind because yeah. The mind is the controller. The mind is the, the heart can be the GPS, but the mind is so powerful. And so whenever you're in one of those spaces, you've got to kind of start to acknowledge your own responsibility to yourself. I love that. Yeah. It's like you have to be responsible for your mind and your own happiness. And I know this is hard. It's hard to say, especially to somebody that's never thought of this before, but once you take personal responsibility for your own thoughts, then you realize that nobody's feeding you your thoughts except for you. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, well, and then, the other piece too is to remember that our minds are so very fragile. They're so yeah. fragile. Exactly. And I think there's one question, you know, you can ask too is like, how can I change this? And mm. of course, things that you cannot change and those are the things that you just have to surrender to and you have to throw your arms up and you have to say I can't change this I just have to be in this and right. and then know that 
you know, there's always, you, you can always take a course of action. There's always an action step that you can take. And, you know, whenever I, I mean, whenever I feel like that, I, I always go to what can I do versus what I'm not able to do. You know, it's, it's, right. it's mindset. And you, you, when you can go to what you can do, it's a lot more empowering than, you know, than constantly thinking of the ways that you're limited. Mm. That's just, that made me think of um, before my, before my daughter moved out, we, we were talking about that, you know, the, the things that were coming up that you know, moving out on your own for the first time in the midst of COVID into a new community, a new school, a new apartment, everything's new. And yet nothing's as you thought it would be as you're, as you're doing so. And, and there was this laundry list of, of things that were not coming together the way that we expected that they would. And we did, we had to come back and say, okay, but what can we do? What can you do? And what's the benefit of this? And uh, how can you make the best of that? And, and you also have the, you have choice in your, in your decision-making and like your daughter made the choice as hard as it was, she had to take care of her kids and she can go back to her career at another time, but right now she needs to, to be there for them doing what she needs to do and, and helping them get on their way. That wasn't a plan, but it's something she can do and she can eliminate something from her plate. Uh, my daughter could take fewer credit hours. She, luckily she has at least one class that's in person. So there's some socialization, you know, safely, uh, so that she's not just all alone in her apartment because, you know, being quarantined. And so look for the, look for the little things that you can do. They don't have to be big earth shattering things, but, but they can be little, they can be mid-sized, they, they can be big, but just know that there's always, everything's figure outable, everything. Everything is, you know, I mean, and I, you know, and I, again, thinking in terms of always telling yourself that what we're living through is temporary, you know, this is temporary. Yes. And while things return to the way they were, they're going to return to a place that is, is much more consistent with what your expectations would be of what life is. And, and it will, you know, we will find a way to get back to the sense of what is a new normal a new yeah and i think that this too shall pass is just a really powerful really powerful thing to say to yourself right now i do too <laughs> tell before we wrap today i want to make sure that you have an opportunity to talk about your happiness training course because wow talk about the right timing for something like that and and you've put so much heart and soul into it would you uh would you share a little bit about that well thanks jen um yeah, you know, a long time ago, um, when Richard started out his career as a psychologist, he um, he didn't believe in traditional therapies, so he called it happiness training, and he took people through these five principles that we teach in our work um, that are woven throughout the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff books about thoughts, about moods, about feelings, about separate realities and present moment living, very much about mindfulness true mindfulness and how to practice life in a way that brings you to clarity and calm on an ongoing basis. He had designed this program and I, I decided that when I wanted to do some online courses, I went back to that kind of forum 
and I called it happiness training. And there's two courses in there right now. One is called You Can Be Happy, and it's with me and Richard teaching. There's some video of Richard, some vintage video, I say. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's another course that I did with Dr. Shauna Shapiro called You Can Be Mindful. And both of these courses really point to those tools we talked about today and how to access those tools uh, in all situations and how much calm and clarity they really bring to you. So. Yeah, I, 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 they're real simple. You have lifetime access. They're not really expensive. And by watching the videos and receiving the course notes, you really just kind of have to absorb and put into, you know, kind of context for yourself. I think you can watch them many times to get something different out of them every time. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Well, I really appreciate you sharing some time with us today on Anxiety Slayer. You always bring a so much joy and and sweetness to the conversation. I really, really am grateful. Oh, thank you, Shan. I'm, I love what you do here. And I'm just, I'm so honored to have been a guest with you today. Thank you. That was New York Times bestselling author, beloved teacher, and popular podcaster, Christine Carlson. You can get a recording of her golden pause meditation at don'tsweat.com. Be sure that you check that out. You can also go to christinecarlson.com and look at all of her offerings. She is so generous and has many free offerings as well as the wonderful happiness training course that she talked about at the end of the show. Thanks for listening to Anxiety Slayer. It's our 11th anniversary. And to celebrate, we're offering 50% off every single course in the Anxiety Slayer Academy. All you have to do is use the coupon code half price sale when you check out and you can get 50% off every single online course. Learn more at anxietyslayer.com or anxietyslayer.teachable.com.